Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham, with us, the editor of the Weekly Standard. This is the Monday before the elections, hours before voting begins. Bill Crystal, you had people crying. They were so upset with your performance over the weekend on Fox, uh, or I should say Friday night on Fox. So do you have any last thoughts here on the Monday before? I don't think I had people crying. I think <laughs> I, I was... I'm, I've been slightly optimistic, and I remain that way. It's a close race, and um, I'm struck that Rasmussen and Gallup, the two polls whose methodology I think I like the best, are 49-48 Romney. Uh, if that's the national vote, if Romney wins by a point or point and a half, I think he wins the electoral vote. Uh, but states like Ohio, Virginia, Pennsylvania are just look like they're going to be incredibly close. Uh, why, you know, A lot of people are asking me the question, why would, after four years of this president, the race be this close? In other words, setting aside partisanship, just given where the economy is, kind of cranky, you know, last four years, things have not gone well, promises certainly haven't been kept. Why do you think it is that this race is coming down to a one-point race? I'd say two things. I do think Republicans, conservatives, probably underestimate the impact of the fact that the financial crisis, the real collapse, happened under President Bush. I think voters have always had that in mind. In 2010, the Republicans ran a Tea Party-infused, kind of forward-looking, conservative, reformist, populist campaign. It was very far removed from, from Bush, and it was a congressional campaign, and people wanted to check Obama. I think Romney reminds people, frankly, a little bit more of the Bush Republicans, and uh, he's also running for president, and the last Republican president was George W. Bush. And fairly or unfairly, there's a certain amount of, when, when Obama says, hey, we can't go back to those policies that got us at a total ditch, when Clinton says that, even more persuasively, at the Democratic Convention, it has some effect. So I think it's a Bush hangover that Obama has exploited well. And I don't think Romney is a He's run a good campaign in the last month, and he's an impressive guy in many ways, but he's obviously not an ideal candidate for this moment, and I think he's probably not capturing all the votes that were there to be captured if someone else had run. Uh, a couple of last-second developments I want to ask you here on the Monday before the election, how I think they'll impact. Hurricane Sandy, there was a lot of talk, and, a, and, and some of the daily polls seem to show that President Obama got a slight surge among independents because of appearing with Chris Christie and looking presidential. Do you think that lingers through Tuesday? No, and I actually think the whole story of the federal response or the general response to Hurricane Sandy is a much more mixed one, and unfortunately in some ways a not attractive one compared to where we were three or four days ago. Not sure it ever made that much difference. I do think uh, Romney's slight momentum topped out. There was a little bit of a bear market rally, so to speak, for Obama this last week. I hope it was a bear market rally. I think it was. And I think Romney has a little bit of the edge here, a little bit of momentum in these last 48 hours that I, I rather think will be enough to take him across the finish line. I uh, happen to agree with you that I think uh, Mitt Romney's peaking at the right moment. You know, he only won his gubernatorial race in 2002 in the 10-day window in which he was leading in the polls. If the vote had been any other time, he would have lost. And so it's better to be lucky than be smart. What about uh, Benghazi? And you know, as it says here my weekly standard contract, I'm not allowed to talk to you, Bill Crystal, without mentioning Benghazi. So well, does Benghazi play a role? Look, I don't know. I think it's a disgrace, honestly. And I have a post up today just saying, making the obvious point that, I mean, he just didn't take control during the crisis. He seems to have chatted with his White House advisors a couple of times, gotten updated. And meanwhile, the Pentagon was doing its thing, and the CIA was doing its thing, and the State Department was doing its thing. Well, the reason we have a president, the reason the founders designed a unitary executive is to precisely coordinate those efforts and make them more effective and really make fundamental decisions about whether we should go, you know, intervene in a foreign country's airspace, et cetera. 
I mean, that's a presidential-level decision. So I, I think there was a real failure on the part of President Obama that night. I'm frustrated that uh, only the Weekly Standard and Fox and a few other National Review, a few other outlets, you guys on talk radio, have, have pointed to this as consistently as as as, uh, as should be pointed to. I'm frustrated that Mitt Romney got a little... Uh, bamboozled. I think he, he sort of uh, was judged not to have raised the issue appropriately the first couple times he raised it and backed off in the third debate and, and subsequently. Maybe he was right, too. Maybe it's too complicated an issue to get into in the last weeks of a presidential campaign. I wonder if it's penetrating more than people realize. I mean, I, I'm, I'm usually the last person to believe this kind of, you know, wishful, often wishful thinking that right. there's a silent majority of voters out there who know about X, Y, or Z, even though, you know, the media is not covering it. I think that's often, frankly, uh, wishful thinking on the part of, you know, uh, friends of mine, um, and sometimes the left engages in this wishful thinking, too. But I'm a little struck. I put up a post on Benghazi. I mean, it's not a very uh, original, honestly, post. I mean, it, it's a very, I've said a lot of this before. It's a kind of summary of where we are. We get swamped with emails, and and you know, much more than if I put up something on the latest polls in Pennsylvania or or on the economy. And uh, of course, a lot of them are probably from people who already are going to vote for Mitt Romney, people who read the Weekly Standard. Um, but some of them then tell stories of other people. This fellow emailed in and talked about his mom, who was a Democrat, and he hadn't even realized she, they don't live in the same place, it sounds like, and he hadn't realized she was following this particularly closely, and she told him she had voted for Romney early, and he was very surprised, and he said, why? And she said, I can't forgive Obama for what he did on Benghazi, and he hadn't sort of realized that his mom was following the story particularly, you know? So that makes me wonder whether there's something going on beneath the radar screen that's a little bigger uh, with respect to people's being upset about uh, Obama's treatment, uh, what he did on September 11th, and what he did before and what he did after also, uh, uh, than than we realize. The uh, fact that 500 retired admirals and generals released their endorsement today I also think was very fortuitous or perhaps planned by the Romney campaign because it indirectly reminds people of the role of Commander-in-Chief and Benghazi and their concerns. And I agree with you. I think there's always been this kind of gravitational pull on President Obama keeping him in the mid to high, you know upper 40s but not breaking through. And I think the Benghazi story, along with the Hurricane Sandy aftermath, long lines of people when gas stations and their houses destroyed, where's FEMA? All just re, it kind of pumps that gravity back up to its natural level, separate from the campaign and the ability of the Obama campaign to obfuscate it. Yeah, I think that could be true. And, you know, I talked to one pollster this morning who said, look, if Obama can get out everyone in the country who uh, obviously voted from last time or who's even open to voting from this time, he can win. But if there really is an enthusiasm gap, if people who, um, you know, are sort of typical, maybe Democrats, uh, certainly voted from last time, to just decide to stay home, if Republicans really turn out in a way that uh, they haven't usually, um, then Romney wins. And so it, it is a sort of an unusual election in that it's just so much depends on which different voting segments vote and with what intensity. Um, that's hard to read, obviously, and it's the kind of thing the polls could get wrong a little bit. That's why people say, well, the state polls all have Obama had two, three, four points in these key states, maybe five, six points. And leaving aside the distortions in some of the polls, it could just be that they're just systematically slightly misreading what the electorate is going to be. And if they are, uh, then Romney could, could win. Can I ask that we somehow arrange for whatever pollster is the most wrong yeah. to be summarily executed in public as a warning to their pollsters? Because it drives me crazy but as someone who goes to weeklystandard.com all the time and I see these links. You have CNN saying right. Mitt's up 22 among yeah. independents. And then uh, Gallup USA Today says he's up by one. I mean, this is ridiculous. 
Well, what's ridiculous is it doesn't even correlate with the general result. I mean, it can't be an even race, 49-49, as CNN says, if Romney's winning independence by 21 points. Exactly. And it can't be uh, the other either, innocently. It can't be an even race, uh, probably, if Romney's only winning independence by one point, because he probably needs to win by six or seven. So some of the internals of the polls suggest they're just not doing a careful job. Uh, They're not analyzing the data correctly, which is why one should be very suspicious of them. Gallup is a serious organization. Gallup itself, not the Gallup USA poll. Gallup has come out with its final, or I think semi-final, next to final tracking poll. Over the last four nights, they're at 49-48 Romney. They must have been under huge pressure since they had been the Romney outlier to sort of adjust towards a uh, friendly finding for Obama. And they still come up with Romney plus one. I, I just think that's probably where the race is nationally, which means in some of the key states, it must just be a toss-up, and that's what it looks like. Rasmussen's got Ohio 49-49. He's got uh, Virginia 50-48 for Romney, but others have uh, within a point. I mean, when you're in that close, it really is a coin flip, you know. And and then you've got to think, if it's a really a coin flip, what happens on Election Day? And I guess I do think the Republicans turn out a little more. And so in a 50-50 race, I kind of think Romney wins. Look, I can put this all aside. The Redskins decided yesterday, Bill Crystal. the Redskins lost so that Mitt Romney could win. The out-of-party uh, candidate always wins every year, save one since 1940. Isn't that the race? Yeah, that's uh, I We should be grateful to the Redskins. <laughs> and, uh, I'm not a big Redskins fan, but it might be a moment where I'll, I'll thank that. Of course, I think they were able to lose without trying to lose. That's the problem. But we should, so we should thank Carolina. We should thank the Carolina Panthers for, for clobbering the Redskins yesterday and ensuring a Romney victory. 302, Bill. That's the number. Mitt Romney, 302. Write it down. I like down. it. I like it. That's Bill Crystal with the Weekly Standard at weeklystandard.com. Check here again regularly for podcasts here at weeklystandard.com.